Welcome to today's episode on Life in the Front Office. I'm your host, Jay Kirschman, and really excited for today's guest in Steve Stowe, uh, Vice President and Executive Director of the Miami Heat Foundation. And I ran into Steve back in the fall. We were both at uh, University of Florida, his alma mater, uh, and we were doing a, a panel, um, ran into each other, and uh, have stayed connected ever since and, and excited to kind of dive into Steve's experience on the charity and community uh, side of things. And he'll, he'll dive into his, his uh, endeavors within the NBA. But Steve, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me on. So, you know, as, as always with all of our episodes and our guests, we, we kind of dive into the path of how did you get there? Um, but you kind of had a unique start in uh, the stock market, right? I do. Yes, I traded stocks in the 90s. And at the same time, I graduated from the University of Florida with a degree in business administration. And uh, my, my uh, concentration was in marketing. So business was something that was always of interest to me. And then I went on to Barry University and completed a dual degree, which was a master in sport management and a master in business administration so from there had the business background traded stocks for a bit in the late 90s also worked in the florida panthers marketing department in hockey and then you know roundabout way uh, ended up with the miami heat in 1999 and one would one would look at what you're doing now and they'd say well you know wow you're vice president you're an executive director of the foundation um life must be great you know, he, it was probably as easy as like one, two, three to get there. Right. But I mean, what were some of your struggles and challenges along the way? Um, and then also some of the successes that you've had as well. I mean, early on, you know, obviously back when I started, you know, there were, it sounds funny to say, but there was no email. There was no cell phone. There was no social media. So literally the only way to communicate was via, I know it sounds antiquated, but through the mail phone calls, networking, you know, face-to-face talking. And, and that was something that um, I found proved to be very beneficial later in my career. And obviously early on, you know, one of my biggest struggles was maybe I doubted myself and, and doubted what I could become. And um, after that, you know, just realized learning through the business of, of uh, marketing and realizing that everybody has a brand and your brand is the most important thing, you know, out there and, and realizing all of that, I, I ended up becoming uh, in the marketing, working in the marketing department for the Miami Heat and handling the community affairs for the team and segued into you know, fundraising and being born and raised in Miami. You know, this is a unique time now, obviously I'm, I'm at my house you know, practicing social distancing. This is, uh, <laughs> you can hear the birds in the background chirping. But uh, normally I'd be in my office right now preparing for a game or an event. But this is something that uh, adapting uh, to what's going on is, is what I always did, you know, back when I started too, was, was try to adapt and evolve into sports. Sports was something that um, I had a passion for, but it wasn't something that, you know, I worked in because I, I love sports. I, I really uh, just wanted to make a difference uh, from a business standpoint and obviously in, in a town and, and a community that I grew up in. 
So you were you're working with some of the players in terms of you know, their missions, but then also utilizing sports as a tool to impact people. What are some of the things that that you guys do on a yearly basis to help uh, not only impact uh, people, but impact the community that in which you guys play? Well, obviously, we host three major events, um, you know, from a golf tournament in the spring to a uh, festival uh, in the spring as well, and then a gala, which we're able to raise the funds from those three events to make that impact in the community. And aside from that, um, you know, really getting together with the players in the off season, trying to figure out what their you know, goals are, what their interests are, and really making the best fit between the player and the community and figuring out how we could, you know, have the biggest impact uh, from a team standpoint. And as you work with players, you know, the, the world's ever evolving, uh, as you mentioned earlier, and adapting to players nowadays with social media and, and how things are shared and, and just, you know, gone about in general. What's been, what's been the biggest adaptations from, you know, working with guys in the early 2000s to right. working with guys now? I mean, look, uh, the number one thing that I try to do is Coach Spo always says is always get 1% better every day. And, um you know, there's no excuse not to try and get 1% better. So when I started out, like I said, with the communication, um, there was no texting, there was no emails, just face-to-face with players, maybe hand-printed print, memos, handwritten notes, things like that. I know people listening might might be rolling their eyes or laughing, but, but it's true. Now, you know, maybe the 20-year-old of today is different than the 20-year-old of about three or four years ago. And ironically enough, you know, in this time, uh, I keep wanting people to practice social distance. You know, this doesn't mean socially isolate. You know, I'm evolving. I'm, I'm really putting in the time with my friends and coworkers uh, like I've done with FaceTime. Um, and I think it's natural and normal for a lot of people. But uh, maybe given my age and, and my occupation, people don't expect to get a FaceTime call from me. But I, I've been incorporating that into my <laughs> Uh, repertoire and not and not doing it uh, you know just to do it literally uh, genuinely wanting to see someone's face see the reaction and and see how they're doing in a time where we can't see each other we can't meet we can't go grab a cup of coffee we can't have breakfast we can't have a meeting we can't just meet at the arena real quick so um, right now it's challenging you know to try and come up with these ideas while there's so much you know anxiety out there and I have three kids at home that uh, thankfully have not popped into this podcast yet but uh, (laughs) the reality is is we all have different hats that we're trying to do right now and I think like you said evolving is the biggest key and and it doesn't mean uh, to ever stop you know the the goal that I have is obviously to to continue to grow but most importantly evolve is something that I've done and pride myself in um, and if anybody knows me, they know that that's what I'm about. And, and whether it's, you know, changing an event or adapting to a situation, evolving to a uh, to a to a time where you can make it better and you could make it matter is something that's important to me. No, that's great. And the you know, you were talking about evolving. Uh, we had an interesting conversation at one point uh, when we when we had met up and in that you communicate with you know, not only your staff, but your players and, and coaches, et cetera, uh, in, a, in, a day, in a way that I hadn't ever heard before. And I just found it very interesting and 
Um, I'm convinced that it would work in a lot of places, but can you tell us a little bit about your strategy with communication in, uh, you know, whether it's uh, no need to respond or, Hey, I need to, I need to hear back in four hours. Yeah. You use, you know, four H I, I love that. Yeah. Uh, can you express, you know, express a little bit more about that? Yeah. I mean, we, you know, look, everyone's busy. Everybody's in a, a fast paced world, whatever industry you're in, you know, everybody, has an excuse that they can't do something or there's not enough time. There really isn't, you know I mean? It's, it's easy to say just take an hour a day, 20 minutes a day. It's not so easy, but um, you know, when it comes to texting, you know, the no need to reply, the NNTR definitely throws people off. Like if you, if you send a text (laughs) or, you know, or sometimes we, we have critical decisions that need to be made and, in order to uh, let somebody know how serious it is, like you said, I'll add a four H, you know, maybe that's a four hour. It's not that serious or three M, which is three minutes, you know, in our world, sometimes there's, there's fast decisions that need to be done. They're not, you know, we're not talking about coming up with cures for diseases or things like that. This is more of, you know, there's a lot of decisions that take place and how to really effectively communicate, I think is the biggest thing because I, I, I think when you're in front of someone and you're talking, a lot of people expect you to talk about work or business. I, I like to save my face-to-face communication to kind of just social interaction. And, and uh, that's going to change now, you know, from appearances or touch points, you know, people are very apprehensive and um, appreciate you know, you being sensitive to, to what's going on right now. So I think we are in a time where things are going to change and communication and um, events and everything's going to change. And, it, and it's about how are you going to adapt and how are you going to uh, succeed in a time that's literally evolving as we speak? Yeah. So from the adaptation perspective, you know, a lot of uh, what your job is, is to fundraise money through the foundation uh, to give back to charity. So, as you are, you know, constantly working with people um, to go out and, and fundraise for dollars, you know, what are some of the strategies that you guys use? And, you know, are there strategies that you can also adapt and, and um, you know, evolve over time as, as things do change? Look, we're very, very fortunate to be in a position where we're in South Florida. We have some really solid corporate partners um, affiliated with the team. Um, we also have some uh, very, very... Um, big fans that are premium seat holders as well that support us day in and day out. And aside from that, we're always looking for new avenues of fundraising. And and we do that primarily with the events that I earlier discussed. And, you know, it's, it's hard to ask someone for money. It's hard to ask companies to, to, to buy in to what you're doing, but if you could really just give them an opportunity to enjoy, you know, something or an event or an experience uh, some something that that they'll never forget you know that that's the way that I, I find to have success with things to really find out more about what donors want you know find out you know what what they like and try and adapt our events to make it you know extra special in their world you hit on the experience word and and that's something that's again just like impact thrown around a lot but when you focus on experiences, and again, they, they are individual, but then experiences as a whole, right. you know, as you are utilizing your players who have certain personalities, right. how do you go about 
picking, you know, who you're going to use and in, in what situations and, and, and all that. Well, that's very, very hard. I, I think people don't spend enough time uh, uh, putting thought into that. You know, we're very thought out as an organization when we do things. I, I think our, our track record is proven with that, that, you know, we just don't rush into things. And, you know, we have guys that are from all different backgrounds, all different parts of the world, you know, and, and each one of them is unique in their own way. So that's why it's so important for me to get to know who they are and have them organically figure out uh, you know, what's the best thing for them. Because when you do put someone in, in a situation to excel, naturally, uh, it, it is just going to be beautiful to watch. But if you're just forcing someone to do something just like any industry or any field or put someone in a position where they're uncomfortable – then that's not going to work. And, and that happened early on to me. I learned my lesson the hard way and realized that, you know, our players are, are huge assets to, to the community. And, and if we put them in a position to excel, I mean, look at Dwayne Wade and, and the growth he had over his career. And, and we had Shaquille O'Neal and big names like LeBron James with us. It's not only about those big names, but it's about utilizing our players in ways to make everybody feel part of it. And that's something that we do as a team, you know, one through 15, one through 17 with now two way players and the G league, we, we make everybody feel part of the team. And, and, and I think a lot of our events have all of our players at the events. So, so when players individually activate, they're wearing that mark and their responsibility is to the organization. And how, you know, when, when you deliver that message to the player or that ask, right, there's that ask. And then there's also the ask for money. How do those differ? Yeah. So we don't typically ask players uh, for, for donations or, you know, we don't get into any of that. We have a, a sport. Well, but a, a, a yeah. So, right. Like, Hey, Hey, I need you to be at right. this event for this. You so know, our this sport long. media relations department is probably the best in the business. Uh, obviously uh, you would think I'm biased, but, but they are the best. So our sport media relations department really handles, you know, our player activations and appearances. And, and I, I really play a huge role when it comes to our community activations and our uh, player engagement with, with different activities such as, you know, sponsors and, and uh, you know, different, different meet and greets and things like that. So when you do ask a player, I think you can gauge uh, their level of interest over the off season, over the summer, try and feel out what they're interested in. And then really uh, day to day monitor what goes on in the community because things change, you know, obviously like now we're, we're in a, we're in a different time where we're working on things today on how to, how to integrate, mm -hmm. you know, but the reality is if you put players in a position uh, where they're comfortable or, 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 you know, players have certain, uh, areas of interest we did an event with a player over the holidays that had a, a, a serious interest in, in understanding about uh, blindness and how uh, you know someone who's blind uh, goes through the world and we we paired this player up with you know an organization that uh, you know supported blind youth and children and I couldn't tell you what what a huge success it was and how it made national stories and um you know, so so when you when you connect people in a way where where there's a, already a level of interest, but you do it in an appropriate way and you do it thought out and give that player all the information ahead of time, um, you know, you're putting that player in a position to really 
um, excel and, and, and to represent the organization in a way that um, will be unprecedented. And then, you know, you, you look at the other side, right, where you're asking whether it's a sponsor to, for donation or an individual like you mentioned. I mean, that's not just a, hey, let me go ask right. Joe and Bob for some money, right? right? I mean, it's it's over time. It's, yeah. you know, it's a year, two, three, four, yeah. five years of, of cultivating Absolutely. a relationship. Life is about relationships. I mean, it just is. And obviously, you have to be confident in your abilities and confident in what you're doing to even make that ask. But I think relationships in, uh, are formed by being, you know, genuine, by being yourself, comfortable in your own skin. And I think people, especially players, appreciate that. They, they understand when someone's being real. You know, we live in a very superficial world. Social media, everybody's out there kind of showing maybe what's not real. So I think these days mm-hmm. when you actually are real, or when you are yourself, you know, people really, really understand that, that this is something that's important to you. And uh, by communicating that to them, it, it, it really helps out when making those asks. So you put yourself back in your shoes, you know, yeah. trading stocks, uh, starting out, starting out with the Panthers. And if someone said, you know, community uh, relations, community involvement, foundation, fundraising, it, how would you advise someone to get started in that field? And what are some of the skill sets that they need aside from, you know, we just talked about relationship building and effective communication and, and, you know, right. My number one thing and my number one advice to someone would be, you know, really don't say no to anything, whether it's a a volunteer opportunity, entry level job, uh, maybe a sideways uh, promotion or, or lateral movement, you know, really don't say no because you never know, you know, that what that experience will teach you, what that job will will help you engage yourself. And 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 by learning a new craft or, or learning a new uh, field, per se, you never know where that's going to uh, take you. So like even when I started out, I, I can't tell you the, the number of, you know, we can we talk about it in about 20 seconds, you know, about six, seven years, which, you know, nobody realizes the grind and, the you know, the frustration and the nose and the, the not hearing back. And, and, and it's about having that strong mindset and realizing that you are, you know, stronger and you are better than, than anyone in, in what you're doing. So if you have that mindset and that creative background, you know, that's something that's going to carry you where nobody's going to stop you because eventually your talents will come through. And, and it's really about putting yourself in the right position, just like what we do with our players, finding the right fit for you. Um, and, and making it real because it's true. If you, if you love what you do, it's not a job and, and everything flows when, when you're excited to go to work and, and when you're uh, being in a position to, to help others, whether it's a coworker or whether it's your boss, you know, it's really about being selfless and giving of yourself. Well, you just talked about, you know, being selfless and, and I think to the phrase of kind of giving back, right? And uh, will come full circle. You know, you talked a lot about giving back and being able to, um, you know, give advice to this, you know, to the students when you right. were in their shoes that one, you know, that one day, I mean, giving back can mean yeah. a lot of things, right? It's advice, it's mentorship, it's, it's money into a community. It's, you know, for a cause it's time, it's FaceTiming right. someone, right? Like, I mean, there's so many different ways you can give back, but 
what what are some of the things that you try and do to 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 give back on a on a daily or I think right now basis? is the epitome of giving back. I mean, you know, if this you know scare doesn't doesn't really you know wake you up to 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 your own self and and to realize how you know you're not guaranteed anything um then then I don't know what what more is going to to put that fear in you you know I've I've always been someone who who wants to live my life to the fullest and and realize nothing is guaranteed but nothing really is guaranteed and right now by giving back you know, we were supposed to do an event. We were supposed to do a huge event this weekend that obviously naturally got postponed um, out of an abundance of caution. Uh, as we know, things have changed. But, you know, there's restaurants that participate with us that, that they're now changing the way you look at things. And I think when we talked to the University of Florida, I mentioned, you know, if you never change the way you look at things, the things you look at will never change. So, for instance, we had a food truck that, that uh, just finally opened up a brick and mortar shop. And ironically, about a week into opening up that shop, they're back serving out of a window, you know, practicing social distancing and online ordering, which they don't even need the brick and mortar shop. So how ironic is that? And, and that could break them financially. But the reality is you have to right now figure out how can we help? What can we do as a world? What can we do as an as a NBA team? You know, what can I do as an employee to a team to, to make our team better, to make our world better? to make our city better, to make our community better, to make your neighborhood better, to make your, your, your person who's next to you better. Cause you don't know what people are going through. So I think now really what a, what a time to do this podcast because you're going to look back at, you know, two months from now, two weeks from now, and things are changing and things are so fluid right now that it's, it's so fast. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it, you know, this is now because of social media and Twitter, things are happening in such a fast paced way that if you do have a good idea or if it's very methodical and thought out, it will be appropriate. You can't just rush into things because you want to give back or you can't just say, let's host a charity event because everybody's going through stuff or let's write a check. It's not about that. It's about, you know, really figuring out the landscape and making the appropriate action at the, at the correct time. And, and that that's the difficult thing to do. You know, we have a platform at the Miami Heat, thankfully, that we could do that. But it's about rolling it out and making that announcement and, and, and making something work at the correct time. And, and that time right now is very hard to gauge when's the correct time because it changes so much. Well, and, and so you talked about effective communication earlier, but now we're talking about strategic sure. communication, right? And being thoughtful with when, you know, when you're using those words and, and what they're meaning and how they're going to, you know, impact people. Um as you kind of look forward, right, and be able to use what you've learned in, you know, your 20 years uh, with the heat, what are some of the things that you're continuously trying to get better right. at? So, so for myself, I'm trying to get better with my communication. I'm trying to get better with my work in the community and trying to get better with really affecting a, a world now, you know, and impacting uh, – our community through the use of our players. And, and I think it's so challenging because something that may have been a great idea yesterday, maybe is not a great idea today or something that, that was going right. to maybe go to be earmarked for something last month. There's a greater need that just is going to come up tomorrow. And, and now you, you throw in a whole different uh, onslaught of heroes 
you know, the people that are working in the grocery stores, the pharmacies, the supply chains, people that are putting themselves in harm's way, where we've done a great job at the Miami Heat of honoring military personnel after, you know, September 11th and the Iraq mm-hmm. campaign and Operation mm-hmm. Enduring Freedom. And now you have people who are making minimum wage, so to speak, who are just as important, you know, doctors in the hospital, first responders. I think there's so many people. You know, we don't want to take that away from people. We want to bring those folks up. So when you say, how, do, how am I going to get better? I, I want to get better by trying to figure out how we can recognize folks in the community and bring everybody together and realize what we're all going through right now is an opportunity as hard as it is. And, and hopefully everyone says this will pass. But, you know, from a fundraising standpoint, yeah, this, this, this is now a new beginning, so to speak, of where are we going to target uh, our funds to be directed. No, that's amazing. Um, as we wrap up the podcast, you know, you, you talk about affecting people's lives. Is there, is there a story right. uh, now? It's probably yeah. hard to pick one right over the 20 years that you've been with the heat, but is there one that's impacted you where, you know, you bump into someone and, and they, you know, you're in the elevator and they ask you, Hey, what's, what's the best story you've ever had? From you know, it happens what, all the time, believe it or not. Um, get goosebumps just thinking about it. Um, you know, we, you know, we're in the toy department of human affairs as Pat Riley says, and you know, the Harrison family uh, is so <laughs> gracious with their generosity. So it, it makes what we do even greater. Um, you know, really, even when I was at that sports panel that day with you at the university of Florida, right before we started, um, and I was talking to the students about, you know, the, the work we do at the hospitals and um, the refurbishing of halls we've done at the different children's wings. And, and, and a student came up to me that day and said, you're not going to believe it. But, you know, the hospital you were talking about, my sister was there and she was going through some stuff and um, all of the heat logos and the player images on the walls. She's a huge fan. And we can't thank you enough for, you know, doing that and to make our time at the hospital so much easier and 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 to me I'm I cannot believe that there was just you know somebody out there that 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 we helped through images on a wall or, or, or things like that so there's countless number of stories where you know I've been around long enough now where people come up to me and and or I I drive around town or, or I see a plaque on a wall of something we dedicated a long time ago and um, you know, we've done so many learn and play centers now uh, uh, throughout the South Florida community that um, to be able to to know that there's so many more backboards and, and, and hoops in the town is because of us. And and to realize that wherever you go in the community, you're touching someone, whether it's directly or indirectly. So there's so many stories of, of things we've affected. And, and that was just one of them that that, that kind of blew me away that day. Well, and, and ultimately, it's just that yeah. you know, life is bigger than sports, right? And that, um, you know, yes, it's a vehicle that, that a lot of people love, and it's in a lot of people's lives, right? But it's it's ultimately, right. there's something bigger than just sports. Well, Steve, I appreciate uh, your time. Certainly enjoyed having you on the episode. Any any last words of wisdom? Look, for, I, I think you know, uh, getting into the sports business is, is, is a business that's not only hard to get into, but it's well worth it. 
and and it's challenging you know it's my 21st year with the team and i'm still thinking of ways how to like we talked about how to evolve and grow myself so you know the only thing i could say is is you know really understand that uh, this business is something that's growing tremendously and and if you're good at it and if you have the the willpower to to just you know be strong and, and help others and figure out a way how to make it better we I, I want this business to grow you know i want people in the business that are going to make it better so um i always encourage people to to invest in themselves because really the only way that you're going to help and, and and get into this business is is by continuing continuing to invest in yourself and making yourself a better better human being for for the world so that that's really my my biggest advice is just continue to invest in yourself and figure out a way how to how to help others